Hey guys. How's it uh, going? Hello? Yeah. Greg? Yeah. Is that you? It, Tyler? R- Ryan? Is Tyler here? <laughs> I'm here. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Guys, it's been forever. Um It's, it's 2020 in a nutshell. I feel we've bad. Come, we've, we've come full circle. I feel bad cuz we like we lied to everyone. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're we gonna came, get back. We came back and then we're like, yeah, we're back. And then and then we're like, oh shit, I sold my house and moved, and Ryan sold his house and moved, and we're we're still. I mean, we're still in the process, but it's uh, like it, we tell everyone we're gonna come back, and then we 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 don't until now. I mean, we are back now. Like we're good. We we both have respective homes with internet connections, so. <laughs> It's, it, it was ironic timing. It was. It was. We're all like, yeah, we're getting hockey news and we're back and we're going to record. And then we're like, oh, well, I guess we got to move now. And it's like you guys planned it out perfectly. <laughs> I mean, I guess as perfect as you can plan it out. Uh, yeah. My house sold in like two and a half days. So ha, mine was wow. less than a day. Holy yeah. Shit. The and, market, I just, and I just closed it um, this past Friday. The market's insane right now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I closed on mine also on Friday, and uh, it was across the street from Rochester Mills Brewing Company, and that's, stopped that's in there and it. got myself some some uh, four packs of beer before I went and did my closing. So nice, that was good. Um, if you haven't had Tropical Grenade, it is phenomenal. No free ads. That is. Uh, it is a <laughs> milkshake IPA uh, made what? with pineapple. And coconut flakes, and it is phenomenal. Ooh, I'm about to uh, see if my guy has that. Yeah, so we're back. Uh, a lot of stuff has been going on. Notice we didn't do our normal we introduction. This is episode 104. Um, there is a lot going on. Man. Uh, as you and all that's know, not a lie. No, and as you all, I'm gonna go through some stuff that you all already know and have known for a while, and we talked about it on Twitter. We just didn't, we weren't able to record it because of circumstances. Life. Uh, yeah. Tyler Perduzzi went through arbitration, got a contract, a great contract. Uh, Anthony Mantha got his contract. Phenomenal what was contract. The, what was the year in AAV again on that? On which one? Uh, both. They unveiled those awful ret- reverse retro. We're not talking did, about that right now. They Tyler. did. They they unveiled like they they took the baby cow out of something. <laughs> Sacrifice. Um, revealed. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Tyler Bertuzzi's contract was uh, for one year, three point five million. They also signed Anthony Mantha to a four year, five point seven million dollar contract. Both stellar contracts. I think the Mantha contract has been called one of the best contracts in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the there. potential to be, yeah. Yeah, I think Dom uh, called it one of the best contracts in the league right now. So that's, I mean, five point seven million for a guy that who, if he stays healthy, could be a forty goal scorer. That's it's a great contract, and that takes him right to uh, thirty. So you mm-hmm. could give him if he is consistent, stays healthy, you could give him a long longer contract, five year, another five year, four or five year contract at thirty, to to take him the distance. So. Uh, the Bertuzzi, I'm not upset about. He is still a uh, RFA with arbitration rights at the end of this one-year contract. So, not worried about it. Uh, two great Came contracts. in far less than I think any, any of us would have guessed either. Yeah, yeah I think definitely. most of us were guessing closer to 4.4 to 4.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it came in right around basically what the Wings were offering him. So, uh, you can't be mad about that. But... Past those two things, uh, there was 
a lot of silence and a lot of speculation, and then there was news. So what we're going to get to first is that uh, the Red Wings recently traded the contract, uh, the rights of Dmitry Timoshov to the New York Islanders for future considerations. Um, that'll probably be a late round pick in one of the next couple drafts. Um, but that so Timoshov, who has been playing overseas, who I guess was uh, he. He was flip-flopping between coming back or, or not coming back, and I just don't think he saw a spot for himself with the crowded roster and everything that's uh, going on with the Red Wings and signing a bunch of players and stuff. I don't think he saw a spot. Did they ever put a tender out on him to, for him to sign, or he just not was he just out out there? I, I think he got a QO. Um, I don't. He just didn't sign a contract. Gotcha. So we traded his rights to the New York Islanders, which is okay with me because you got to try out a guy like Svechnikov. You got to fit a guy like Giovanni Smith in the lineup. You got a Matthias mm-hmm. Perlma that you don't know what you're going to do with. So there's a lot of movement. You've got guys that are really strong right now overseas in uh, Jonathan Berggren. You've got um, Joe Valeno, who's over there doing very well. And mm-hmm. all the guys overseas are are performing pretty great right now yep so that i'm not too worried about losing someone like timishoff who was a free pickup a free uh waiver pickup from the maple leafs Mm -hmm. did i like what he could have brought yeah as a as a good middle six guy um to probably more of a third liner but i'm not heart was it going to be different than what's already there exactly and i think he would have been different but again i'm not heartbroken because if if Svechnikov can, you know, do something, um, I'm I'm okay with replacing him with Svechnikov. Yeah, we got to keep in mind too that with with him signed, had he would have signed on, say, his qualifying offer and done for a year or two, um, actually would have been a year. So my apologies. It, that would have put him at 14 forwards. So he was already likely an odd man out in this situation, just based off who was already gonna likely be in, on the roster. Yeah, he's not playing overseas, by the way. I can't find any numbers on him. So Really? Yeah, he's not playing at all. I think there was a rumor of him going to the KHL, and then I just don't think that it happened. I don't know if, if there's rules where the people from the United States can't travel to Russia or whatever, but um, I don't I don't know. That'd be, I don't know what that's ended up having there. weird that he's not playing. Um, but he's an Islander now, so there you go. Yep. Uh, that's the one piece of Red Wings news. The other stuff that we have to go over is league-wide because we're all waiting for, for stuff to happen and then we start getting worried that there may be a potential work shortage again because of uh, owners going back on money um, when the CBA is already signed. So there was a stalemate for a bit and that was all kind of cleared up. And then we get some news about the World Juniors. So there were supposed to be seven Red Wings on the World Junior team for Team Sweden. Um, Albin Gruve got a positive COVID test. William Wallander got a positive COVID test. So they are out. Uh, Robert Master Simone for Team USA. I don't think he got a positive test, but he was around people that tested positive. So yeah, he, BU stopped a, a game this weekend. Yeah, because so of he's it, so. out of Team USA. Now, 
with that being said, here are your Red Wings prospects heading to the World Juniors. There are a lot of them. So Team Sweden still has five players. Uh, forward Elmer Soderblom, Lucas Raymond, Theodor Niederbach, defenseman Albert Johansson, and Gustav Berglund. So two defensemen, three forwards. Uh, we have a complete unit minus a goalie out there on the ice for, uh, for Team Sweden. Uh, Finland, you have defenseman Emil Vero, and for the Czech Republic, you have goalie Jan Bednash, representing the our, probably our, our best hope maybe right now in goal, uh, is going to the World Juniors for the Czech Republic. His name still messes with me. It, it does. I read it, and I recognize it in my brain, and I pause for a second to make sure I say it correctly. We all know when he comes to the NHL, if he does make the NHL, it's Jan Bednar. End, it's going to end up being <laughs> Bednar. Yeah, we all know that. No, and, I, I think it'll. I think he'll get like uh, Tatar got for a while. We called him oh, Thomas, Thomas for a while, and then he's like, "No, it's not Thomas." Tomas. So, you know, Tatar. you know, it's funny now. Like you, you listen to the Canadians broadcasters, and it's all Tomas again. You don't hear Tomas. I don't know. All I know <laughs> is we have seven. Uh, prospects going to the World Junior Championships, which is a lot, and In they are mean here. They are doing the World Juniors like they did the playoffs, uh, where they are flying them in. They're bubbling. No one, uh, people aren't allowed in. They're going to play their games. They're going to get out. Uh, yep. It's going to happen. So it worked good for the playoffs. It'll work good for the World Juniors as long as you know there are enough people to play the World Juniors. Most of them don't get COVID between now and the time the games happen. Uh, they were having a coaching issues too. Team Sweden lost some coaches because of COVID. So there are some problems there. But yeah, seven Red Wings prospects heading to the World Juniors, which I'm not sure what the highest number we've ever had going is, but seven seems high. That's got to be one of the highest that I've that, that I've seen with the Red Wings. I know Tampa a couple of years ago had a bunch and Philly had a bunch. I think it was like two or three years ago that they had like 12 or something like that. But other than that, I don't think I've ever seen the wings with, with more than like three or four. It is, though, it's a testament to to the drafting in the last couple yep. years. So uh, Albert Johansson and Gustav Berglund were drafted uh, not this past draft, but the, the 2019 draft. The rest of these prospects, uh, no, Soderblom was 2019 too. Um and then uh, you've got Lucas Raymond, Theodore Niederbach, Camille Vero, and uh, Jan Bednash, who were just drafted. So you're looking at the last two years, which I would say that Iserman... The Iser plan. Yeah, Iserman had, had a hand, at least somewhat mm-hmm. of a hand, in last year's draft. And then mm-hmm. this year was his first, his full-on draft. And you come out with seven guys going to the World Juniors. Um, which should bump up our prospect pool ranking. We rank relatively high now anyways, but I think we'd be bumped up a little bit. I think last I saw we were like eight, I think, in the league for prospect pool rankings, according to Pronman. So Yeah, he had moved him up after some recent overseas play, I believe, if Here, I saw see. that correctly. Let's see how good this sounds. Ready? Ooh, oh, that was hello. a good one. Uh, but yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a good uh, it's a good feeling to see the guys play um, and the future I guess the future of the team the guys that are probably going to show up within the next two to three seasons starting next season for people like Raymond but um, I mean besides the goalie you're probably looking at people who are going to be up in uh, three uh, at the longest maybe four seasons so it's good to see 
And I'm excited because I have NHL Network again and can actually watch the games. Are they all going to be on there? I, I actually have, I haven't seen what the schedule is going to be. So I, I think no they idea. were last Wait, year. Wait, what? The games on NHL Network? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they're going to be. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I have NHL Network again, so I can actually watch them without trying to find a stream online. So that's nice. fine. I'm just going to pay for uh, Sling TV because I, I have YouTube TV here at the house, but it just feels like, well, obviously they don't have NHL Network, so the only other thing that I could either get is cable, which I'm not going back to, or just get the sling tv i think they do like a free trial for like seven days or something and the juniors is what 10 or 12 days or is it like 15 i don't know exactly what it is but it'll get you totally through just about i've got at&t streaming now a streaming at&t is a streaming service 50 bucks a month right it was for the plan i got it's 130 over 130 channels and it's uh, 65 a month I think Xfinity so, does that now too. Yeah, I don't like Comcast though. I have I have um, put a strict no Comcast policy in my household. <laughs> my uh, it's they're terrible people and hard to work with, and they don't care if your stuff doesn't work because they're Comcast and they float in money. Yeah, my girlfriend and her uh, roommate they moved into uh, close to Boston, uh, fairly recently. And that's the same problem. They said that, you know, that it was such so easy to just set up. No one had to come out to get it all set up. And they went to, you know, try the router and everything. And for some reason or another, it didn't work. They had to come out. And they had to pay for them to come out. Yep. Now, AT&T <laughs> sent me my stuff. I got my fiber internet and I got my streaming TV service. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you're doing good with fiber then if that's what you get. Yeah, I have gigabit fiber. Uh, I download gig. I download gig files in like two seconds. It's beautiful. My my brother-in-law just got that. And he loves it. Yeah, it's amazing. I will never lose internet connection or drop a call or anything. So yeah, uh, yeah. So that's our prospects heading the world juniors plus talk that no one cares about about internet and cable. Uh, no. We will move on to the. <laughs> Other news. Can I just through. jump in quickly and say I can't wait for the World Juniors? I mean, it's it, it, it's been good watching some you know European hockey, but it's going to be fun it's been to nice watch. Nice seeing you know. college hockey on. Yeah, guys, yeah, it's yeah, been nice been watching hockey. That. But yes, yeah, it's yeah. just it's going to be nice to watch hockey been in on NBCSN. Oh yeah, watched watch Buckeyes and Notre Dame the other night. That was kind of nice. Yeah, no, no, we're not going to talk about Ohio State hockey here, Ryan. You want to do that? Do that on your uh, own time. It, it's hockey <laughs> but, that was on TV, Tyler. <laughs> but no, I, I did. I, I, I bought the Big Ten Plus or whatever, and so I've been watching a lot of the uh, the Big Ten games and, and a lot of that. But the World Juniors is going to be awesome. You know, it, it is every year. If you're a person that's just a Red Wings fan that listens to the podcast, it's one of those tournaments that, you know, two years down the line hey maybe even this year you'll see some players in the nhl um so you know definitely a tournament to look out for oh yeah you'll see the top players that are allowed to yep. actually go um because there are teams like the rangers that are not allowing alexi lafreniere to go to the world juniors i don't blame them i don't no either way. because of injury concerns and they want Plus him the ready. season's so close well yeah, yeah they between... want him ready to go yeah yep. that and the likelihood yep. of him being on the roster is far higher than most of the other guys yeah so it's it'll be good. It's, it's always good. Interesting that Chicago let Kirby, uh, Kirby Doc go. I don't know. I did. I see. Was it Kirby Doc who was? No, it wasn't Kirby Doc. There was some. I thought high. Was it Trevor Zagris who's like Zagris, low yeah. on Team USA's roster? 
There was yeah, someone who was just really low on their roster that I thought would have been higher. Going to some BU games last year, I think I went to eight or nine or something. He was the best player on the ice by far every game I went to. So the Ducks have a good one in him. Or is it, it is the Ducks, right? He's drafted by Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's what I thought. Yeah, he's 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 a real deal. Yeah, so it'll be good. It's good every year. It's good to watch the kids play, and it's good to uh, actually, you know, recognize some names on the ice, and we'll have plenty of names to recognize when they get out there. Um, so like we said before, the the rumors of a work stoppage or disagreement or whatever went away. The players did not budge. The owners said, screw it, we can't do anything because they already signed the CBA, and it was already done. So uh, they we went on, and then we got a return to play date of January 13th, 2021. Uh, it was rumored for a while that that would be it. It came out overnight. Uh, Wyshynski confirmed it. And there were no really set plans, um, but, but they said, we're going to come back on the 13th of January, which is great because now we got the COVID vaccine running out and you know that the athletes and high profile people are going to be some of the first people to get it though they probably shouldn't be, um, they will get it so that they can keep their owners can keep making money and that we can keep putting games on TV and contracts can be fulfilled with TV stations and stuff. But uh, yeah, the 13th of January, 2021, which will be a 56 game season. I am expecting three to four games a week, no all-star break, no bye week. So it should be a lot of hockey in a short amount of time so they can get back to schedule at the end of the year. I'm just afraid to see how many injuries there are going to be, and I'm not. I hate to be one of those guys. It's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm glad that hockey's back, but, but I mean, this is one of those situations where, I mean, you're going to try to play 56 games in what three and a half months or something like that. I mean, you're asking for some groins, and on top of the well, fact that the training camp's only reportedly going to be two and a half weeks long, right? Yeah, and then it's. I think they're also no going to be. games. I think they're also going to be allowed a taxi squad, so they're going to have an expanded yep. roster with a taxi squad, which should alleviate some of the injury concerns if they can swap people out. It'll kind of be running like the Major League Baseball. Yeah, they yeah, can, that's true. That's true. Yeah. They'll be able to swap some people out um, without having to recall them. Now the AHL, I think, is still going forward, right? They haven't changed yeah, any other plans. Last time I've heard, yeah, I haven't seen anything saying it isn't. Yeah, I mean, they were still pushing for that. I know the January date got pushed. I think to February first. So they'll still last be able I'd to recall, recall people from the AHL and, and move people back and forth. But I think with a taxi squad and with an expanded roster, um, you kind of lessen the. I think that's what they're also worried about: Tyler's injuries um, yeah, happening right, because right. of how frequently the guys have to play and have to be ready um, do you so see that, a situation just like uh, out of curiosity greg do you see a situation of like i mean i hate to compare the two sports because i don't think they're even close to the same but do you ever do you see a situation of like you know a player getting like the Kawhi leonard treatment like not playing you know every second or third game or oh you mean giving like a maintenance days yeah or uh what do they call it load management load management oh, yeah that's... <laughs> no i don't i don't think i see load management in their future um but i do maybe see um some of the older guys getting a little bit of maybe that's kind of what i meant yeah. a softer treatment 
Um, and you know, I mean, they're hockey players. A little players. less practice days. Their hockey players are going to want to be out there constantly. They're going to want to play until they can't play. Or I until... shouldn't I shouldn't have said that. I meant like in this kind of season, not in a normal no, that's, season that's or what in I'm the talking future about. or whatever. Well, yeah. if, I, if they're going to be playing games on top of each other like this, then I would, I would absolutely expect something like that to take place. But you yeah, know they're not going to want to. That's exactly. the thing. The players aren't going to want to. Now, the, a basketball player and a hockey player. Totally two, different. Two completely different animals. Yep. But I think that that a hockey player is going to want to be out. He's not going to let a coach tell him he can't play because he needs to take load management day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Go take a nap at the hotel. It's it's going to be he's going to be out there until he hurts himself. And then we've got the backup people to step in when he hurts himself. So uh, February 5th, by the way, is the tentative age. For the age home. OK. Yep. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see a load management type of situation. But I do think that there will be um, not they will probably keep people out out of an abundance of caution. So if they think they might be hurting, they'll say you I need can see to more sit. In, uh, for sure. Lock for playoff teams. Yeah. If you're not worried about a position. Yeah. You need to sit. We'll bring someone in just so that you think you may have started to tweak something. Let's not push it. Let's sit you down for two games and then you can come back. Um, just let yourself recover quickly. So along with a start date comes a temporary realignment because travel between the U.S. and Canada is still not allowed. Um, there's going to be an all-Canadian division, which we talked about, I think, in the last episode, actually. We talked about the all-Canadian division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was how it was proposed and a thought, and now it's looking like a reality. Yeah, so Pierre Lebrun on December 9th had tweeted out, which was not finalized at the time, and I still don't think it is finalized. Not um, 100%, no. But the divisions kind of shake up like this. You've got Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, uh, both New York teams, uh, the Penguins, the Flyers, and Washington. There's one division. You've got Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, um, Minnesota, Nashville, and Tampa. Ryan, I'm not going to say it. You can say it, though. What? I'll save it. I'll I'll wait. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Your third, you've got uh, (laughs) Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, L.A., San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. And your uh, fourth is just throw all the Canadian teams in one. Now, uh, Pierre also tweeted out later that day. He said, told you it wasn't done yet. There's talk about Dallas and Minnesota swapping, um, which to me doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Minnesota swapping for sure doesn't make a lot of sense because Minnesota, if it's with Chicago and Detroit and Columbus, you're you're taking less time, like it's less travel time if you're trying to do it that way. If anyone would switch, I would say you would take someone like, I don't know, take... Actually, you know, if you were to switch two teams, you'd switch Minnesota and probably the Blues. Yep, that's what I was thinking. That's what I would actually prefer. Yeah. Because you're going back to old Central Division for Detroit right there. Yeah. Well, right now. So right now you've got the the Blackhawks-Detroit rivalry that is about to be reunited. Give it to me. Um, two, my meme will return in force two this season just if that happens. Absolutely <laughs> god awful teams that are just going to drag each other into the mud. And it's well, going to be hilarious. Coming for you, Lions Keith. So it's 
uh, I think Detroit Chicago is probably the best matchup <laughs> in our division now. I mean, we're still gonna get our shit stopped by Tampa. Don't care. That is no, but we'll still, still beat Chicago. And that's it gives all that me matters. Chicago back. That is what I care about. What I am sad about is that we cannot repeat our sweep of the Canadians. Uh, You're spared, Habs fans. Yeah. You know so, what the weirdest thing about this whole season? Well, obviously, it's going to be a very strange, as everything has been in 2020 and, you know, probably at the beginning of 2021, whatever. But um, no Bruins Canadians. One no. of the biggest rivalries in, in all of sports. Or no Wings Leafs. Yeah, no or Wings Leafs. Yeah. It's a lot of the big Canadian matchups that are, are not going to happen because of the all Canadian division. Now they. They'll happen. What they think will happen is you'll spend time in your mm-hmm. in your bubble for not bubble, but in your respective area and play your games. Region, if you will. Yeah, before moving on to the next region, which cuts down on travel time, cuts down on exposure time, all this stuff. Now, like I said, again, a lot of this stuff may not matter because I think sports players will get the vaccine before everyone else because you know life but it it cuts down on travel time it cuts now unless you're a canadian team canadian teams are going to be traveling all over the place they're gonna get brutalized yeah because you've got you got winnipeg to toronto edmonton it's it's insane how much travel they're gonna have so if you're a canadian team that sucks but for the u.s based teams like and i think I think what we talked about last time is I think they'll get their games in against the Canadian teams later in the year. Yeah. And but for the Canadian teams, man, that's that's gonna be brutal. Well, what they should do, and I'm sure they've talked about this already, but obviously you can't do three games in three nights. But you know, why can't you know the Rangers or I guess the Rangers are a bad example, but why can't Chicago come to Detroit for one weekend and play? Uh, you know, a game on Friday, have the day off Saturday, or or play back to back, and then the next weekend Detroit goes out to Chicago and does the same thing. I think that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, um, that's what they should do. There's gonna be a lot of stuff like that, but like I said, with the Canadian teams, that's hard to do because you know they're all over the place. So it's gonna be great for everyone except for Canada. Um, but I guess that's that's neither here nor there for me. And it's for me, I guess it's a sucks to be them kind of situation. Because it doesn't affect us, so. Canadian team's suffering. I'm not mad about it. No, me either. <clears throat> no, whatever. Uh, Th- that'll be interesting up there, though. You know, you'll have you'll have <laughs> Toronto and Montreal a bunch of times. You'll have Toronto and 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 uh, Ottawa a bunch of times. And I know the Senators have gotten a little bit better. I mean, there's potential for bad blood there. You know, you have the Flames and the Oilers a bunch of times. Ooh, there's definitely some fun. potential for, for some bad blood there, you know. There's and, no and potential. He, it's guaranteed at this point. For those yeah, two. pretty much. I mean, and then you have, to a lesser extent, the uh, the Oilers, or I'm sorry, the uh, the Canucks and, and the Jets, which has kind of turned into a little bit of a rivalry over the last couple of years. So should be interesting. It really should. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think we're almost confirmed as at this happening too because players uh basically are returning to their cities mm-hmm. to yeah. to get going. So like the 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 Canadian players are going back to Canada saying we're we're going to get ready to get started. So 
it, it'll start happening. We'll get some more news probably next week. We're already in December 14th, so probably next Pierre, week. Pierre tweeted this morning that the hope is to have all of this wrapped up over the next few days to set up a vote by the that. end of the week. Yeah, so you'll but, probably have more news on stuff like training camps next week. Hopefully, or by or over the weekend at the as best case scenario. Yeah, well, I would I would imagine by by <laughs> Thursday Friday we have some sort of a vote, um, and then by Monday or Tuesday, like you guys said, there there'd probably be something. Uh, you know, news with with like a hard deadline and a hard date mm-hmm. and everything with all the information and everything. So, should be interesting. Yeah, yeah should be. You know, just yeah. give me hockey. I can't. Do it's it unfortunate anymore. we can't go, but you know what? The next best thing is to have it on TV. So, yeah. Well, at least we can watch it. I know um, for myself, and I'm sure a lot of other people listening to this podcast. You know, one of the best things throughout this whole pandemic. You know, and and obviously it's been awful and everything, but having sports on has made it a little bit more comforting, you know, being home and, and stuff, having something to do versus just trying to find something to do when there's nothing to do. If that makes sense. I've actually watched less, I think less mainly because the lion, the lions have oh, crushed my soul. Sucks. That's so why. I don't watch it. I've watched, I've actually missed a couple Buckeyes games. Even like I just, what hockey no, what? i watched religiously when it was on it was Everything the same when baseball just... was on i'm like yeah mm-hmm. baseball and then i watched like four tigers games i'm like god they're awful baseball <laughs> without it. fans is just the worst thing ever though like, i didn't even notice it so is it, basketball i tried watching a few college games and it's just like i can't, I, can't I, was, I was trying to watch college and I, it was just it was hard because you watch college ball for the crowds and yep there's no one there and i'm just like <laughs> in in college football i mean as much as like you know we bitched and moaned about the big 10 not playing and stuff i'm glad that they came back i'm glad that the guys got an opportunity to play but at the end of the day yeah it's definitely not the same but hockey no. for some reason it just seems like it's one of the sports that you can't really take your eyes off because you take your eyes exactly. off it you know it's a mm-hmm. it's a one nothing game you look at, you go downstairs you come back to get a beer and it's three to one you're like what the hell just happened the product you know? is on the ice yep yeah and yep. that's why they say that's part of the reason that hockey has a, a lower viewer base than other professional sports is because it is best watched live yep. when mm-hmm. you're sitting there because your attention is fully on it. Like Tyler said, you go get a drink and you come, unless you do it between periods, you go get a drink and you come back and you're on a five on three power play and you're up by two or, or you're, you're down by three and, and, your goalie is dead and something else happens. It's like mm-hmm. you, you can leave the room for two minutes and you come back and it's a completely different game. And that doesn't yeah, happen well, in football and that doesn't happen in baseball no. because there's stuff that leads up to that in the well, other yeah. sports. Monday like Night Football I, right now, for instance, just went to a two-minute commercial. Yeah, yep. so. Yeah, you don't get that too much in hockey. No, there's lead-up in other sports. In hockey, things happen in an instant. Yep. Well, the the best thing about the playoffs and, you know, not to go too far, but, you know, the best thing about the playoffs is like it still felt like playoff hockey, except you didn't really have the crowd. But I mean, the hockey itself was about as, you know, fast and physical as it could have been. I mean, the, the officials were a little bit suspect. But besides that, I think when aren't they? Well, exactly. And why wouldn't it? Why would it be any different? So. 
Oh, I thought you had more to say. Nope, that. nope. That's it. That's <laughs> that it. Was, <laughs> that was that was it. Yeah. Why? Whatever. Those the refs suck. Ooh. That's the point I want to make. They suck. They're that's terrible. <laughs> All right, and we did. So we did have a question from Twitter. I had put out a mailbag thing. Um, our friend Manx Raven out there on the Isle of Man, uh, which is uh, looks better and better every time he like posts pictures and stuff, like making me want to go there. So he asks, who has impressed you the most out of the guys on loan throughout the European leagues? And I'll take it first. And I am going to say Moritz Seider um, is the man. He is, he's putting in I'm a work. Man. He's putting in work. He is demolishing guys without trying. He's putting up points. I think he's got something like seven points in 12 games or something. As a, as a defenseman, uh, his first time playing in the SHL, and he's just he's doing it, and it's. I, I retweeted a uh, video of him just laying someone out without trying, and it's that he does reverse the reverse hits, where Tough. people go to hit him, and he just shoves them slightly and levels them. The difference is, is he's barely throwing his body into the reverse. And he's hit. huge. Yeah. He's a big guy, but he's like you said, he's not even trying. And and that's what someone someone also asked like are we gonna call it Cronwald or are we gonna call it like uh, sideswiped or something? I said no, it's gonna be decide. You've been decided because he has decided that you're gonna lay your ass on the ice and <laughs> not move or you're not gonna have the puck anymore. So it, that uh, coupled with just the moves he makes to to keep control of the puck and get around people. Like, you could put Cider in a stationary position and have people skate towards him to try to get the puck, and he would he moves so smoothly, and his hands are so good that just he can drive people in circles and he won't lose the puck. And it's the, the defensive plays he's made is phenomenal. Now, I will say that um, Jonathan Bergeron has also been insanely impressive. Uh, he is a playmaking phenom, and I think he has slowly solidified himself probably as a future top six guy um finally if he he can stay healthy but he has exploded this year over Mm -hmm. in the shl so i would say bergeron and cider are my top two most impressive so far i don't think i can talk against any of those things that you just said raymond's been good too though yes and that's the best part we have several guys that are playing together or against each other which has been i think a bit fun to just kind of see that randomly pop up on the timeline but i think overall just because of the general tweets and consensus that you see going out out there because i haven't had a chance to watch a lot of these or really any of these games overseas um big mo man every couple minutes he's making a a long stretch pass did you see that one from the other day that he was on his uh defensive zone face-off circle and made the stretch pass to the opposing blue line yeah yep oh my god he does it it's effortless I think that's where you get the German Lindstrom coming in, and it's it's showing more and more. I know where it's a big thing to compare him to. However, he's, I think, living up and then some I as think far as it, expectations. It wouldn't be a super stretch to say he may be one of the best defensive prospects um, right now in the best defensive NHL prospects. Without any NHL time? Without any NHL. Out of all NHL prospects that do not have any playing time in the NHL, I think when he you may start be one hearing, of the top. 
when you start hearing people like Dmitry Filipovich and people on other podcasts, not not so much just Tim, but people on other podcasts start to mention the Detroit Red Wings and start mentioning, well, we can't wait to see what more Cider brings when he when he comes to the NHL. Like that should excite you because you know it feels like over the last couple of years, first of all, there hasn't been much to talk about in terms of the Red Wings other than no, maybe Dylan Larkin, right? But in terms of like just casual hockey fans, more cider is turning into a household name. And I think it will continue as, as time starts to go on here. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that are now talking about, so you've got, because you've got so much exposure exposure now from the European leagues, because nothing else is happening. You've, you do have a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other um, media personalities talking about prospects and cider is one that is consistently brought up by people that are not Red Wings people, other podcasts or, or other um, media people. So it's it'll be interesting to see when he does come over here because I think, I mean, he's a big guy. He's something like, what, 6'3", 202. And, and I think you could get him closer to, if he has another good workout, um, another good summer, I think you could get him toward 220 maybe within two years, he's going to be a big, strong guy, but he's a playmaker. He pushes play. He's very good defensively. And it's just, like I said, I don't think it's a stretch to call him one of the best defensive, if not the best defensive prospect in the, in the NHL that's never played an NHL game. Who do you think is the best? Well, well, I guess it would be uh, Bowen Byram would be the second, right? Or, or in that conversation. Sure. But I mean, I, I mean, I haven't honestly haven't watched much of Bowen Byron play. Lately. He was pretty good in the World Juniors last year. It'd be interesting he to see who a, uh, a list of comparables for that of young guys that haven't seen NHL time that are high draft picks and where they all kind of compare right now and like if they're playing overseas or not. And Bowen Byram's not playing overseas currently. No. No, he played the 2019-20 season of the Vancouver Giants, but has no. Uh, 2021 um, record currently. So his first game games in action will be in the World Juniors, and then I would assume he'll probably be in the National Hockey League with the Avs. Uh, yeah, because I'm assuming he made Team Canada. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So He's right, on their first D pair, I believe. Right now, Moritz Sider in 15 games played has 11 points, two goals, and nine assists. So. He's putting up points. He's throwing the body. He's making amazing plays. He's being spectacular defensively. Again, playing against men over in Sweden, which I would say the SHL is probably the third best league in the world. Third or fourth, depending on where you rank. NHL, KHL, AHL, and then SHL? Then SHL, yeah. Um, But I think you might be able to flip-flop AHL and SHL depending on who's playing. So, um, yeah, it's it's exciting to see a who at, at the beginning people might have thought was a reach and then came around really quickly on him. Just I don't think it was him. a reach. I think it was a who the hell is it? Exactly. Well, I mean, anyone who we say who the hell is that, you automatically think it's a reach or or because they're not rated near where you were picking. Yeah, but even Bob McKenzie and the guys on the panel were like, whoa, we were not expecting this. Now, some did think closer toward draft time that, that he would go up in the top 10. But I, I'm, I don't think anyone saw him going where the Red Wings picked. But it's 
it's exciting to see that Iserman brain go, yeah, we want cider. And mm-hmm. then they get him and now he, he looks to be a top pairing an, an possibly elite defenseman. Cupboards yeah. are starting to get stocked in terms of Red Wings prospects. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Makes you wonder. Zedina, Lucas Raymond, uh, Valeno, Cider. I mean, and, and then, you know, you got Berger in, you got the guys over in Sweden. I mean, it's it's starting to get there. It makes you wonder, with everything starting to get finalized and hashed out, with the likelihood of training camp being a month or so away, ideally, of course, what trade's going to happen? Because you just mentioned a thing of stacking the cupboards, and uh, is there an expendable depth prospect like we saw last year when Eisenman came in that could be used as trade bait to bring a, a, a bad contract in? On top oh, well, of a bad top, contract, and on top of I a mean, draft pick, on top of a draft pick or a player that can play now. I mean, a lot of people That's have said saying. that why can't the Red Wings? you know, work out a trade with with the Tampa Bay Lightning and try to get Eric Chernak and also, you know, take on Tyler Johnson's contract. I mean, that, those are not – Johnson's not the greatest player, but he's a pain in the ass to play against. And, I mean, he'll score some goals here and there. He's a pretty good playmaker. Well, he's still and a 40-plus point guy, but his right, contract ex- blows. Ex- mm-hmm. Exactly. And then Chernak, you know, is a young defenseman, which, I mean, Eisenman's had in Tampa already. I don't know if they're just not trying to burn bridges or what's trying to go on there, but I mean, it seems like a pretty good fit. Everyone that you, you see, you know, even Bob McKenzie's talked about it and and just people on the panel have have talked about how, how much of a good fit it is. And you kind of makes you wonder why it hasn't happened yet. I think they're still waiting on, you know, return to play stuff to shake out and and all that. Exactly. It's, it comes down to a, a standoff. Yeah, who's yeah, going to blink first? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to who's going to come to the table with the first offer before they can go back and forth? And I think Iserman is the kind of guy who will put an offer out there. And I mean, if they say no, it. he says, "Okay," and just lets yeah, it sit until they come back. As that 15.6 million in cap space with Zetterberg on LTIR just sits there laughing at them. Yeah, there was a uh, something that team. came around, and I'm I'm not sure if it was Elliot Friedman that had, had mentioned it or, or Frank Saravelli at some point that said that there was some talk of Tyler Johnson coming to Detroit for um, Iser, or for uh, Zetterberg's Zetterberg. LTIR, yep. but that would be a gift to Tampa, and that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. There would have to be no. picks. You would need a, a first-round pick plus take on Tyler Johnson for Zetterberg's contract, or you would need to throw in a young prospect or a young mm-hmm. roster player plus I mean, Johnson. Be, it seems like that would be the right fit. You know, you can give him, you know, even even like a four-year deal with $4 million per or something like that, and Tampa Bay's not going to be able to match that if you, if you go the offer sheet route, which right. you could do as well. I mean, here's the thing, though. You, it, it looks like a gift. However, at the same time, it's still – they're losing two big pieces to that roster on yeah. top of having to still make contracts work and then figure out how they're going to fill. The yeah. problem is with Tampa, though, they're they're pretty much screwed. They can't re-sign Chernak. They just did with um, um, Sergachev, right? And and that was a pretty mil. team-friendly contract. But I don't think Chernak's going to do the same thing that Sergachev did. What makes anyone think that? 
And if the, and if that was the case, then why did, why hasn't it happened yet? That's my question. Yeah, they're they're still screwed. Like they have to get rid of someone. They're at projected cap hit per the cap friendly is eighty three point four mil. So they are over, well over. Yeah, and, and the cap ain't still, going nowhere. No, and they still have Chernak and, and Sorelli as RFAs. So, and they don't have anyone that's going to LTIR that I can that I'm aware of. I no. should say, and their buyout history is with Vinny Lecavier, but he's zero dollars. Yeah, so so like I said, I think I think Iserman is the kind of guy that just says, "Here's the offer," and he makes them an astronomical offer that they're pretty much automatically going to say no to, and then they come back and they say there's no way, and Iserman just says, "All right," and says, "You call me when you have a deal," and waits. And I think that's how he gets a lot of stuff done is he's not in a rush. He's not in a rush to help anyone, but here's the offer. And if you like it, you'll take it. And if you don't, I mean, maybe I'll let you change it a little bit, but I'm not going to let you control the situation. I still see something with Vegas happening. Could be. I mean, if you look at the people who are over the cap right now, what's funny is the highest value roster right now is the Arizona Coyotes. How the <laughs> hell did that happen? No um, idea. They're like they're three million over. You've Thankfully, got, their roster's set, but they do have to make a move. Teams that are over right now: Arizona, Tampa, Vancouver, St. Louis, Toronto, Washington, Vegas, Anaheim, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. Arizona's going to be under. They've got hosted to put on LTIR. Uh, the only people they're that are fall under. super close. Carolina, Montreal, Dallas, and Edmonton are all under a million dollars of projected cap space left. And I'm not going to go into how many contracts they still have, but uh, with out of the 50 man con or out of the out of the rosters, actually active rosters, Dallas has 257,000 in space left with a full roster. Edmonton's over with a full roster. Um, Toronto is over with a full roster. So is Vancouver. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because there are a few teams like Vancouver needs to move Louis Erickson's contract. It's got to go. Um, there are teams that need to get rid of players to make it work. And we are, I mean, T minus a day under a month from the start of the next season. Mm Mm-hmm you're going to see probably a flurry of activity within the next two weeks. Um, That's because where it falls into your point of something just landing in Eisman's lap. I don't know, with this season being wonky, I don't know when they need to be, if they need to be under the cap by puck drop of day one, or if it's like a 10-day thing, they need to be under the cap within 10 days of the start of the season or something. That I haven't looked into, but I'm, I'm assuming... They've got to be under the cap a little bit before game time. I don't know. I don't think I've seen those that a comment about that. Other everything yeah, they haven't just been talked about, about that yet. There hasn't mm-hmm. really been anything about that yet. I think that's part of the ongoing conversation that I referred to earlier with Pierre's tweet that I qu- partly quoted because it says that they're continuing Monday and going back and forth on protocols, rules, and critical dates. So I don't think the dates are locked in yet. Yeah, and that's a lot of what I think they're waiting for to to start making trades and stuff is is just a set not just a set schedule, but a set here's exactly how this season's gonna pan out. Here's how many people you're gonna allow be allowed to carry 
Here is your taxi squad situation. Make your roster moves now. So I think it's when you have that that drop, the actual plan drop, then you will start seeing more movement. Ever since you, uh, ever since you seen the uh, so like the the more you know firm vaccine notes, you started to see movement in Major League Baseball and movement in the NHL. With you know Philip Myers resigned with Philly, and I think a couple other things started to happen, and then some moves in the in Major League Baseball as well. So I think you know as we're getting closer to some more firm dates and times, uh, you're starting to see more movement within both of the leagues. Yeah, you will. And with the AHL stuff, I think that that mm-hmm. makes it a little that makes it even more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we know that we're not going to see any of the Wings prospects until at least midway through this likely season. So yeah, because they can't leave the SHL. So mm-hmm. uh, when does that, that season end? It's like April, regular right? season ends, I think, in March. No, and so we're then not going to see playoffs, them and and you know no. uh, most of the good players are going to be the Bergeron's going to be in the playoffs. Sider's going to be in the playoffs. The only team that may not be in the playoffs that we've got people on is Malmo, who is Joe Valeno. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but Rogo will make it. Ouroboro will make it. So will um, Rolanda. So, Do we have another Red Wings prospect on Malmo, too, don't we? Malte Setkoff or whatever? Setkoff. Yeah, we've got yeah. prospects all over the, the SHL, but I'm talking about like our top prospects. You won't see come over. Just like uh, I think uh, Albert Johansson will probably play with Grand Rapids maybe at some point next season um, or this season, rather, it when they get eliminated. So we'll see what happens there. But I, it's a lot of stuff will start coming out, I think, within the next couple of weeks as soon as they decide exactly what's going to happen this season. Either way, it's closer. I had no doubt in my mind that we would get to this point at some point because, you know, a lot of people kept saying they're not going to play, they're not going to play. And then, you know, you see, you obviously saw some of those notes of, of Gary Bettman and what he said. And I, just well, I think in a the lot heart of, people of hearts, thought, you knew they were going to play. There were people that thought we weren't going to play because Gary Bettman's a dick. That's why. Like, they were, yeah. didn't think we weren't going to play because of COVID. They didn't think we weren't going to play because of travel. They didn't think we. They thought we weren't going to play because owners and Gary Bettman. That's why. But that was the fear. That's I looked, the last like week, two weeks. I looked at it and I'm like, well, they already signed the CBA. They, they if you don't honor what you sign, yeah, you look screwed. even more of a clown show than normal. So, I, I knew they were going to play. It was just a matter of when are they going to come back and how long is it going to take them to realize they can't go back on what they already signed. So. Yeah. This is this is getting to the point here where, you know, you have this season. It is what it is. But I think what, and I don't know if you listened to the last uh, Chicklets episode with Alan Walsh, the uh, the NHL agent on there, um, and he was basically saying that you know you can't have another lost season, especially with the fact that you have a, a TV deal coming up, yeah. and you know they pretty much he thinks that they sold the owners, basically saying that. Yeah, you know, you're going to get your money back at some point down the road Eventually. here. And you're obviously going to get your money back with with a TV deal that I'm sure will will be kicking in here next year, I believe it is, right? Is it next year? I think next year is when it comes mm-hmm. up. Sadly, up, yeah. I think it's going to be NBC Sports again, but that's not right. there right now. Yeah, I think it might be a NBC, but I think you, you might have some other networks that get some games like ESPN or Fox or something. I hope so, because I can't I hope so stand too. NBC Sports. 
I've just had enough of it. And them. now you that know, Doc too- is gone, it's going to be even worse. It's going to yeah. be. It's going to be brutal. I mean, it, it depends. I guess whoever gets brought in, if it's um, Pierre Maguire, right to the main seat. No, stop it, dude. ESPN. <laughs> I know. I know everyone here, and a lot of people are bullish Porsland. on ESPN because of what they've happen. done. I just think that ESPN, if they were to bring hockey back, they would have some hockey-minded people that oh, they yeah, bring in sure. from NBC. Give me back the mullets. They have they have John Butchergrass and and Steve Levy that would do hockey mm-hmm. already. Linda Linda Cohn. Linda Cohn and and Barry Melrose, who a lot of people don't like, but hey, you the know what mullet. it is. What it is. Plus, you can get the sweet commercials back. John Butchergrass loves hockey. He does the whole college hockey thing, and yeah, exactly. You'd have the music back. Get Ovi and some Ovi and some commercials. Oh, it'd be great. All right, if they managed to bring back Gary Thorne and Bill Clement just for one game, shut up, Tyler. That would be amazing, but. We're gonna end it on Ryan singing the ESPN hockey music. Uh, or I could just play it. Uh, so, no, I want to get DMCA'd and find a billion dollars because that's what they like to do now. Um, funny. But we're going to end it here. And, Expanding the brand. And I want to get your guys' final thoughts um, before we sign off for God knows who long, how long, right? Not very. No, it's we're gonna be back. we're gonna be back weekly now. But I'm gonna start. I, have a little, I have a little corner set up at the. We're in a townhome right now because we're building our house. So physically, you're doing it yourself, Jesus style, or what are you doing? Yeah, and just you know, pointing at some trees. Ryan out there the with uh, no shirt on and a hammer, my, just putting a house together. I've grown out a mullet, got a robe. Nice. No. <laughs> Can you um, grow a mullet? Yeah, please. No, I, should, I, can't, I, I can't even have hair in my ears. It bothers me that much. Oh, all right. Let's get your final thoughts, Ryan. All right, I'll keep talking. Uh, final thoughts. It's nice to get back in here and talk. Life has finally calmed down. It's the baby is not quite a baby. She's five months and doing fantastic. But we're settled in at the new place. We'll. It's a temporary fix for us, so it's nice. Um. But no, it's nice that hockey's coming back in some fashion. Like we mentioned, the Big Ten's back on TV, so that's been nice to watch. NHL is knocking at the door, so we'll just have to play like everybody else and anxiously watch for a dreg bomb or Pierre LeBron to go go off and have like a five-tweet essay out there talking about the details of what's going to happen. So it's exciting. We're finally to a point that we might have some I use air quotes right now of normalcy for <laughs> hockey coming back, but yeah, so we'll see. I'm just looking forward to it. Twitter already Ryan 33. Yeah. I, I, I would just like to touch on the same point. You know, it, it's good to see that there's some, some, some dates and, and some time, not some times, but some dates and some, uh, you know, hard deadlines and stuff like that. And, and a target date and everything like that. It's, it's definitely good to see that we have, some more firm information although you know obviously as we know in 2020 that shit can change pretty quickly but you know with with things starting to trend back in the right direction i definitely like the way where where we're headed hopefully we'll get some hockey on tv soon uh obviously before that we have the world junior championship and all that stuff so i'll be covering that um but you know other than that i'm just happy to see that hockey is on on the verge it's on it's on the uh the last step it seems like so uh we'll see what happens uh twitter is 
Seal Dog 91. Yeah, my final thoughts are just going to be to wrap it up. You can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Grindline podcast online at Grindline Pod. You can check out our merch at redbubble.com by searching the Grindline. Uh, you can always order online from howieshockeytape.com and use promo code Grindline to get 10% off. You can also use that same promo code on Bring Hockey Back. If you saw my tweet with the sweet uh, duck shirt that I got, uh, it's Psyduck. It says the uh, mighty Psyduck. It's pretty great. Um, <laughs> if you use that same promo code on Bring Hockey Back, you get 12% off your online order. Also, like to give a shout out to founders. Right now, I am drinking a Cerise. Um, it was made exclusively for Michigan. So, sorry, people that are not in Michigan listening to this, you can't get it. But if you are in Michigan, it is an ale brewed with cherries that are grown in northern Michigan. And it is phenomenal. Um, but I'd like to give a shout out to them. They are the exclusive beer of the Grind Line podcast. And I also like to give a shout out to Upper Deck because they keep giving us stuff and we keep giving it away. Um, I've got another uh, message out to him for stuff at the beginning of the season. So he's going to get back to me and send some stuff out and we'll have more stuff to give away. So stay tuned to our Twitter feed. That's where we do our giveaways at and uh, we'll do more on there. Um, But that's going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town.